0: Welcome to another edition of Reshaping America. This is your host, Kurt Flewelling. Um, Christmas edition, ladies and gentlemen. Merry Christmas to you out there. Um, some places of the world, we can still say that, and um, the United States, and thank God for that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, usually on holidays, I try to keep it light and apolitical as much as I can, uh, that's easier to do over the years, but um, still we kind of go back to politics. Um, if you know, it, it's just unavoidable. But today, I uh, the the Lord up above had another thing in mind. I wanted to print at least a few articles to talk about some politics and. Um, as god would have it internet didn't work when it did work printer didn't work uh, also trying multiple computers and that is the holy spirit saying it is um christmas we are celebrating the birth of jesus christ and your listeners need to listen to a message that is steeped in scripture and so uh i'm obeying god and that's what we're doing today um scholars will differ on what the actual day of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ's birth is, was, but, um, here in the United States of America, we celebrate it on December the 25th and, um, I am no Bible scholar. We're not going to dissect that and slice that and dice that, but I will read, um, Luke, one through 21, which chronicles the, uh, uh, birth of, um, Jesus Christ. And, uh, here we go. Uh, this is the new international version. This is the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while, Cornarius, I'm sorry that I mispronounced that, was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Good stuff on Christmas morning. Um, As I said before, um, just a born-again Christian follower of the Lord for 35 years, not a Bible scholar. We're not going to dissect line by line this uh, passage. However, I thought it would be very appropriate to stop pause take a pause from the political it has been a long year ladies and gentlemen uh we are winding it and wrapping it uh this crazy crazy 2020 and um we have to pause we have to take time to put down our uh political um Concerns and our uh, differences of agreement with our friends, our coworkers, our family. I was at a function last night, Christmas Eve function, with some friends and family, and it was tough. You know, there there are people in the building that um, that is what they do for a living at a, at a pretty high level in Washington D.C. And it took a lot. And uh, I think toward the end of the night, it, we got into a little bit, but. Um, By and large, we had a um, get-together of a number of people, uh, many, many strong political views in that room, and we were all believers, so we kind of put that stuff aside, and the night was refreshingly light. Um, we, We honored God. And we, uh, we kept it above the fray as far as politics is concerned. Again, very difficult because, uh, there were individuals in the room that is what they do for a living and very difficult for them to just, uh, you know, check that at the door, but they did and it was good. And we need to do that. Um, we can't go the other way. As I've said on this show numerous times, we cannot put our ha- heads in the sand and, um, say to ourselves, well, religion is over here and politics is over here and never shall the two meet. That's ridiculous. Um, Jesus himself, not a politician, never said he was not a Democrat, not a Republican, but he got up in the village square and called it like he saw it. And, um, ladies and gentlemen, like that or not, he entered into the political discussion by stepping on toes and calling out right and wrong and, uh, praising some people and chastising others. So again, Jesus Christ, never the politician, but, um, entered into that discussion of the day just by stepping on some toes. And, uh, we do have to do that. We, as Christians, we do have to pay attention to the issues of the day. We cannot put our heads in the sand. As I've said before, the, um, That phenomenon, if you will, where 48 weeks out of the year, we put on um, our Christian hat and we say praise the Lord. And then something weird happens about a month um, away from the election where we take our Christian hat off on and we are off, I should say, put our political hat on and um, get swayed by you know, um, a little bit of this and that on the radio or television, uh, pull the trigger for some guy or gal that has nothing to do with the word of God, either in their mode of governance or in their personal life and, or both. And when the smoke clears, the damage is done and something uh, happens. Uh, then they just calmly put their Christian hat back on after November and they go on i always thought that was the strangest phenomenon in the world Uh, we have uh we should never take our christian hat on it should be on 24 7 everywhere we go everything we do Um, the acronym wwjd uh, comes to mind and we should all live by that what would jesus do so we are not um we are not putting our heads in the sand but on days like this christmas day we, uh, we are thankful for the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, it, it, it is uh, fascinating to try to get into the shoes of uh, Mary and Joseph back in the day. Um, I know uh, young people grew up quite a bit faster than, uh, than our coddled uh, children of today. Uh, but uh, by all accounts, Mary was a very, very young teenager and uh not even technically married yet and she is not only carrying a child but she is uh carrying the savior of the world um the magnitude of which none of us can understand and uh she was highly favored and uh just mind boggling stuff uh it, particularly if you compare it to the the things our young people are worried about today and joseph keeping it together when he was told that his uh uh, bride-to-be was with child and um you know uh, the the normal things go through his mind until it was revealed to him that he should uh, hang on and trust and have faith and we will get into some Scripture today that the Lord has given us, uh, that is his biggest gift to us on Christmas Day, um, far and away after Jesus Christ, um, is uh, the Scripture, the Word of God, which sustains us during 2020, and every day, but 2020, has been rough on many of us, um, and 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 some much more than others, but we have all been uh, hurt, harmed, inconvenienced, troubled, and uh, th- one of the greatest gifts that the Lord can give us during these times of tumult um, and confusion and people trying to mislead us um, all over the place is uh, the mighty scriptures that we have, and we. Um, as I said before, you know, we I'll probably have to catch myself um dancing back and forth into politics here, but we will um we will be scripture heavy today and I know that um you know, many of you the these um broadcasts are on Christian radio stations or on conservative stations that have a pretty heavy Christian bent, but um uh, as far as the latter is concerned, a lot of times uh, people are not saved. They do not know God. They are quite conservative and um, they like to listen to programs like this, but they are not saved. And sometimes they, uh, they want to hear the meat and potatoes of, um, you know, the latest uh, governor of this state and that state doing that. Or they want to hear about voting machines. And if it, if it veers off course a little bit and gets into scripture. Then people, um, uh, you know, simply tune out and, and either do something else or, or just kind of half listen. I would encourage you to listen clearly um, because it's all tied together uh, at the end of the day. And I'm going to start with some verses on wisdom. Um, all the things that people are doing in the culture, as far as the political realm or the cultural realm are concerned, many people are doing some really good things, but I, I would urge you, if you are not a follower of Jesus Christ, one of the many, many byproducts of being a follower of Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit, um, which will come upon you if you invite Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. And not only will you, um, you will be blessed and, and you will have a level of discernment in all areas of your life. This is not just, uh, as I said earlier, this is not the religion thing is over here. The political thing is over there. No, no, no. Um, You know, we, we've discussed ad nauseum about, um, you know, you, you open up your laptop and you want to be educated as to what in the world is going on today. And you don't know who to believe. And in a world where it's absolutely chaotic, And, you know, you you have good people may not be Christians, but good people that say, you know, we need we need fact checkers or we need some board of governance to to regulate, uh, perhaps even our elected officials, the world of big tech. Um, So we know when we open up these little boxes or we open or turn our phones on that we're getting the truth rather than propaganda. Well, uh, that, that, that's a step, I guess, in the right direction from some people's vantage points. But the reality of that is, um, the, the facts that are checked are only as credible as the people who are checking them. The laws that are made uh, to regulate, if you will, big tech, and the people who disseminate information are probably more appropriately blunt information, those laws are only as strong and good and true as the legislators that make those laws and the, the people that govern um, in the other branch, either your state or your country, the executive branch who signs those things into law if any of those individuals are corrupt or misguided or many other things, you know, uh, your quest for truth, your quest for what is right, what is wrong, is certainly going to be more challenging at the least. My contention is when you become a born again believer and the Holy Spirit resides inside you. And you rely on the Holy Spirit. And that is a big um, uh, condition. Uh, all born again believers have the Holy Spirit living inside them. Um, I think uh, James McDonald once said it's, it's not an issue of how much Holy Spirit you have, it's how much of the Holy Spirit um, or how much of you does the Holy Spirit have? And dissect that uh, little phrase for a while. Um, if you have blunted the Holy Spirit with all sorts of crud and crap and worldly things, the Holy Spirit, you are not as sensitive to the urgings and the promptings of, of the great helper, the Holy Spirit. And um, that's a problem. But first and foremost, become a child of God. And one of the many, many byproducts of that is that you will be able to discern truth from fiction. Uh, You do not need to be a political animal or someone that enjoys this stuff or has a proclivity for this stuff. I, I used to live, sleep, and breathe this stuff, talk radio from, you know, seven in the morning to late into the evening. If I wasn't doing it in the evening or listening to it, I was um, watching it on cable outlets. I have a family member that um, I I said, I do not know how you function or sleep. Um, At the time, big smoker, big coffee drinker, Um, and, and that was, uh, that was his drug. You know, he, he did, uh, politics and news 24 seven every day and, um, very tiresome. And as I've gotten older, I'm not real old, but I'm old enough. Um, I know there's a time to pay attention to that and we should, and we're called to do that. And then there's a time to pause. And today, to some degree is a time to pause as far as um, leaving the specifics of Nancy Pelosi said this or Donald Trump said that for another day. Um, That dovetails into what I wanted to do today is just, um, you know, I I think many of us ask our family members or even God for Christmas presents. uh, what What can you give me for Christmas that's going to make me happy? Now, on this side of the clouds, I can assure you if you've ever had children, um, they're only happy for a short period of time. And, you know, I, I hate to start sentences with back in my day. Um, but I, I will, you know, uh, I grew up, um, middle class, uh, probably lower middle class, uh, on a little teeny street where there were, um, uh, just, a. About a 100 little houses, and they were tiny, tiny little houses. And our house was the tiniest of those little houses. Many of the men and women listening to this show probably, and you don't have to be rich, have garages that are bigger than the house I grew up in. No, no lie. And um, we weren't poor, but we certainly didn't have a lot. And um, when you got presents, when you ask your folks for presents back in the day, you didn't get a lot. And when you got it, you kind of, you know, cherished it, played with it, uh, you know, didn't abuse it. Um, Today, you know, we are flowing with milk and honey in this country, um, ladies and gentlemen. And I think young people and and adults, you know, when, when they ask for something for Christmas and they get it, they it only satisfies them for so long, and it it shouldn't be your ultimate satisfaction. Your ultimate satisfaction should be your relationship with God. God should meet all your needs, not stuff. But um, since we're asking today, you know, I I, I think we should ask for the Lord to impart a lot of things on us um every day, but particularly at Christmas, you know, and. Let's ask God for some stuff today. It's Christmas Day. How about asking God for wisdom? As I said before, um, if you become a follower of Christ, if you have the Holy Spirit inside you, um, the Lord doesn't want us groping around blind all the time if if you uh, if you believe the scriptures if you love this country our culture he doesn't want you voting for certain people he doesn't want you conducting your life in a certain way he doesn't want you hanging out with people that may not be good for you wisdom is a really good thing it's better than gold and silver it really is so let's let's get into some scripture Uh, We've done this one on the show a billion times, and it is one of my favorites with wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. How many times have I laid my hand on that scripture and expected, and we can expect things from the Lord to be a God of his word and fulfill these mighty scriptures every time you pray every time you should set it up with james 4 verse 7 which says uh, submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from you and follow it up with the verse that i just said and um you will um have a more effective prayer life and a more efficient prayer life and you won't waste a lot of time Asking for stuff or asking for things that may not benefit you or your family or your country, um, clarity um, in the form of wisdom is something that we should all be asking God for uh, for Christmas. It's a it's a it's a free Christmas present that is there for the taking. Uh, we move on Isaiah two three. He will teach us his ways so that way we, we may walk in his paths. Again, in this day and age where we open these little informative boxes, our laptops, our tablets, our phones, uh, we press buttons in our car for the radio, um, podcast, satellite radio. There is a myriad of ways that information is at your fingertips. And that's good and that's bad. Uh, We were groping around flying blind. Um, you know, some 30 years ago before many of these things and people contend that now that we have so much information, it's a better world. I'm not so sure because the, the positive of that is that, um, you can access anything at any time. The negative is any one or entity that wants to lead you astray and the devil is the master of lies. Um, and, and, and he wants you to believe half-truths and propaganda and all sorts of things. Um, it, it, it is imperative to be steeped in the word. And uh, Isaiah 2, 3 here says, he will teach us his ways, and he will. And if you know his ways, then a lot of this stuff that comes at you, you will smell a rat or you will be better equipped to educate individuals in your orb that, um, need to be educated in a loving, um, loving Christ-like manner. Psalm 32, eight, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Um, these are just powerful verses that we have to park on and meditate on. And go to on a regular basis ecclesiastes two twenty six to the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness proverbs two five through seven, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. Again, back to the individual, and we see it all the time. There's a lot of people. What did our parents tell us when we were at parties, social gatherings, way back in the day? I don't know if they tell us this anymore, but my parents certainly did. Do not talk about religion and politics. You want this job, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay, this is your third interview. They like you. It's a good job. Don't go too far off the reservation. Don't talk about religion and politics. And, um, now that it's, it's all we seem to talk about is politics and to a lesser extent religion. And, um, you know, if if that's going to be what we're going to do, we might as well understand politics or the culture or truth if we're going to wade into that, um, arena. And I think, uh, we should to a degree in a tactful way at the right time, in the right way. Many Christians, I use, uh, air quotes here on the radio. Um, they have, uh, no sensitivity to when that time is, they'll do it at work. They'll do it in mixed company. They'll do it with somebody they just know, knew or met. And, um, that's all well and good if it's done the right way. But many people do it the wrong way. They take the sledgehammer approach and you are not attracting individuals. You are repelling individuals. And unless you ask God for wisdom, um, you're going to be um, in the dark as far as what to believe and probably more importantly these days uh how to disseminate that or when to back off or when to uh, go forward with certain things psalm 51 verse 6 surely your you desire truth in the inner parts you teach me wisdom in the inmost place Um, god does desire that we hear the truth know the truth um but do we desire that do we seek it and if something is out of our comfort zone or out of our uh, political realm do we shut it down do we cover our ears do we only go to websites that um that speak a certain way um and, and let's take that a step further do we do we attend churches that may not be telling us truth just because we feel pretty comfortable there. We like how the, the seats are comfortable. We like how the pastor tickles our ears. Um, are we seeking truth or are we seeking entertainment? Is the pastor just a big, uh, entertainer up there? Um, one of the comments that you often hear from people that kind of play at religion or play at church, um, they go once or twice a year which is fine I think one once or twice is better than zero right ladies and gentlemen but you will oftentimes or you did oftentimes hear this comment by the the, the Christmas and the um, Easter crowd that would come in yeah you know I, I really didn't get anything out of that or I really wasn't you know that, that that was not a real rousing rousing message from the pastor well i I would turn that around what what are you? This Um, this is not a, a, this is not theater. You're not supposed to sit back and absorb and say, wow, that was really, that was really great. What, what are you doing? Which is fine. Yeah. Someone should be able to hold your attention and be a great orator. Um, I get it. But you know, what are you putting into the process when you kind of shake your head and say, you know, I got all dressed up for this. Uh, I, I don't get what you religious people do here. You know, I, I, I didn't really get too much out of that. Um, it's not a sport. It's not theater. Uh, what are you putting into the process in addition to, you know, perhaps uh, gaining from, from the education uh, that the pastor should be giving you? Um, we have first John five twenty. We know all that the son of God has come and has given his under us understanding so that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true even in his son jesus christ he is the true god and eternal life that is the ultimate wisdom ladies and gentlemen um not just um being wise about who should i vote for um is is this website really what they purport to be um you know, you pray for wisdom for your kids uh, as they navigate life. Uh, that's all well and good. But that previous verse is, is, speaks of the ultimate wisdom that we all should have um, to select the only one God, the true God, um, the God. And uh, when when we our eyes are opened to who that is, um, and in my religion, it is Jesus Christ, then then that is the start of of a, a really great journey and we should all pray for that wisdom and if we're praying for friends family our 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 culture our the citizens of the United States of America instead of you know getting in huddling in these little camps and throwing rocks at people and I do it too you know I'm 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 a big offender of that I try to check it and and you have to be righteously indignant I get it but how much praying are we doing that these scriptures that I'm reading here, that the Lord imparts them to individuals that do not know him or, you know, sometimes sadly they know him, but they are misled and they vote for certain people or conduct themselves in a manner um, that is not what Jesus Christ would would like or, um, you know, and I can go on and on, but we, are we praying that wisdom, for that wisdom, for our fellow man, or are we throwing rocks at them and, and being contentious with them and repelling them rather than attracting them? Uh, we have to ask ourselves that Psalm 16, seven, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. Second Corinthians four, six, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness made his light shine on our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And lastly, uh, as we conclude our verses on wisdom, um, Proverbs 28, five evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. It's probably a good way to end it. Um, on a show like this that intersects religion and politics. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. Um, And I'm not going to get specific because it is, um, I I promised I would try not to do that. But, um, you know, without names and situations and, uh, you know, maybe we are talking about the pink elephant in the room, Um, you you take this the way you want to take it. However, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be the year 2020, uh, it could be 1980, 90, 2025, 2035. It doesn't really matter in the culture. There are always going to be people that are gaming the system and thinking that they are getting away with it. And, um, particularly if you have not been steeped in Christ or you're a young believer, a new believer, and you're, you're on fire for whatever dogma you happen to be um, allied to. Um, uh, first and foremost, that should be Christianity. But secondarily, if whatever organization you work for, your company, your political party, your political affiliation, what you do in the community to um, make the community a better place, um, to expand liberty and uh, freedom in this great country, um, I think the older you get, the more that you understand and, and you're never good with it, but you're a little, little more calm when people that do not know God and are working 24-7 to um, pull the wool over people's eyes, to do things that are um, of ill intent, things that, that make the Lord weep. If if you're not steeped in Christ or you're you're you've been walking with the Lord for a short period of time, it, it's it's very tempting to be frustrated and feel like I've said on this show a thousand times that you're killing locusts with a tennis racket and it seems evil is triumphing over good and um, the goody two shoes Christians out there are getting their lunch eaten, they're getting slapped all around. And people behind closed doors are just laughing at faith-based voters, people that, um, you know, hold little signs and hold little flags and do their peaceful little protests. People are laughing and working overtime to blunt whatever you believe in or whatever you're trying to do. And this could be in the school system or big, all the bigs, right? Big entertainment, big college, big tech, whatever. But, um... As as you walk with the Lord year after year and you just say, uh, Lord, put me where you want to put me, give me that wisdom that we just spoke of, put me here and help me to impact the world here and not be so worried about killing locusts with a tennis racket and ending up the day, uh, exhausted. Um, if you would, if you adopt that approach and it's hard, if you believe in anything, um, the, the evil that is perpetrated um, behind closed doors does not seem to um, be as great. It diminishes the more we focus on our Lord and what he tells us and what we know is true as we have walked with him for years. We, I I don't want to, I want to stop short of saying we are less concerned with people who do these bad things. You fill the blank and I'm not going to do it today, but, we are um, less agitated. We are more at peace with the fact that God is in control. Um, he knows everything that went on in the in the calendar year 2020. And he knows everything that's going to go on in 2021, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He does not miss a trick. And, and here is the trick. If you want to be, um, you know, here's my tip of the day. If you want to be, really firing on all cylinders when you um, look at the issues of the day want to impact this culture want to do what god wants you to do to um to just live a righteous life and teach others to live a righteous life and perhaps look at these issues of the day that are profoundly affecting liberty freedom etc um you're really going to start to get it if you pray for the individuals out there that look at you cross-eyed don't understand anything that you're trying to do while they're trying to do something totally opposite to that and your anger and we should be righteously indignant but your anger for people that quote unquote seem to be getting away with it whatever that means and those individuals oftentimes feign that they are Christians or they allied themselves with one denomination or other for political gain. Um, when you start to feel sorry for them, when you start to pray for them, dare I say, when you start to love them, your whole walk is going to take on a, a really different meaning. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no great shakes. I am, um, I am struggling I am moving along at a snail's pace, just like many of you. I'm quite discouraged in my walk. Um, Shouldn't be, but I am a lot of the times. But I'm telling you, so I don't have this thing wired. But when you start looking at individuals that are perpetrating fraud and doing uh, deceitful things to pull the wool over innocent folks' eyes and change this culture, um. And the political landscape for for the bad and there's just no other way to say it when you look at those individuals and absolutely shudder that at any point in time in five minutes five years 50 years that their knee will bow before our most high god and they will have to account for what they have done to damage the greatest country in the history of man, um, a country that has been so kissed and so blessed by our most high God up above because our laws, our constitution, uh, our general way of conduct for 250 years has been, um, focused on and derived from, uh, godly principles. And there is no doubt in my mind, um, how we have arrived at this point in time as far as a blessing standpoint in a a couple hundred short years um and if you look at the first hundred years of this country we took off like a rocket ship like no other country in in the history of man and it is in my opinion no doubt because of our judeo-christian principles our honoring of our most high god but um when that seems to be crumbling, and let's be honest, it kind of is, I think righteous indignation is in order. I get it. Paying attention, um, doing battle, if you will, with forces that want to take you and I off our game or take our culture and veer it off in a way that God does not want it to be veered off in. Um To be concerned and agitated and righteously indignant toward those people or those entities is all fine and good. But I I think you're really going to start to grow when you look at somebody and say, oh my goodness, um, you do not know what you are doing and you do not know who you're messing with. And that should be something that you should be um, really concerned about and terrified for individuals rather than yeah they deserve it can't wait till they meet god or whatever that's that's not christ-like that is not christ-like when when somebody gets their comeuppance if you will and you fill in the blank after that and say yeah you know they deserved it move on to the next issue you know you um the, the Lord's wrath is the Lord's wrath, but this this is not anything that we should smile about. And God does not smile when he meets out his, um, you know, uh, retribution, if you will, for, for the things that are happening in this culture. This is something we should not smile about or take lightly or uh, high five each other when our political enemies or our cultural enemies fall, because this is really scary stuff. So we, we should pray for them. And try to reach out to them and pray that these scriptures that I am reading um, really do permeate um, their being. So let's go on to some other scriptures as the show is uh, winding here. Um, Scripture that we really need uh, after a rough 2020 and all the problems and things that our country and this world is facing in 2021. These are some scriptures about courage. Uh, do we need courage? Amen. Do we need courage? Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. That is Psalm 2714. A lot of times our prayer life is, God, what are you doing up there? What? Just Are, are you sitting on your hands? Please. He's stretching us. He's stretching us individually. He's stretching us as a country. He's growing us. Uh, he is creating constructs where we have to grow in him rather than rely on ourselves or whatever entity or forces we have at our disposal. And, um, that's a good thing. It it doesn't feel good when we say, God, can you not see what's happening? Can you fix it yesterday? And the God, our, our Lord wants us to wait. He wants us to be strong and, um, and wait on the Lord, um, psalm 37 28 for the lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones they will be protected forever but the offspring of the wicked will be cut off basically if you want me to paraphrase that one the lord doesn't play um again you may be looking around and see that wicked is triumphing here and there and everywhere and it's really not and um When these things do not, uh, when the Lord's vengeance, if you will, or whatever you're praying for is just not happening fast enough. And people that hate this country, hate liberty, hate freedom, hate uh, Christianity, hate religion, hate free speech, when they seem to be winning, don't be fooled. Um, That is not God sitting on his hands or sleeping. That is a profound illustration of the love of Christ um, I, I don't know anything that is more loving than to be patient with people when you really could zap them with a lightning bolt or um, as scripture indicates, uh, you ha- our Lord has every right to exact any degree of um, discipline on us at any time for anything. And we, we should kind of stand this on our head and not just Fret and toil and spin. God, why are you not fixing this? God, why are you not stopping these individuals that are destroying this country? I, I think we gotta re, uh, you know, re-examine that, if you will. And and one of the, in my opinion, one of the reasons that God seems to be allowing, if you will, these these things to happen and this cultural slide is indeed, in a very odd way, because he loves those individuals, because he is patient with those individuals, he, he is giving them time to repent, to come to him, to accept the Lord Jesus as their personal savior, to run from their ways. Um, he he could exact a lot of uh, discipline on these individuals or these entities, and he does not. And, and that's frustrating for us, but the Lord's ways uh, are not always our ways. We can't see what the Lord sees. Isaiah 43, 1. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. 2 Kings six 16, Don't be afraid, the prophet answers. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Psalm 37, 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Isaiah forty, twenty-nine. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Do you feel weary at the end of 2020? Um, I do. Um, I'm reading all this scripture. I'm trying to be a blessing. I'm trying to help others. I'm trying to do what I need to do, what the Lord's called me to do but I feel weary. I feel weak. Um, call on the Lord. He will, uh, he will increase your strength. He will hold you up when you are weary. Um, if you haven't noticed in many of these, um, verses about courage, um, Joshua one nine here. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Um, have you noticed the Lord speaks a heck of a lot about fear, and uh, we can we'll probably get to fear in a moment here if we have some time. But um, when we when we look up verses on courage, and we need courage, and we need to go forward. Um, and be courageous. And we feel like we're not courageous individuals. Our, our lives and our beings are in no great shakes, but the Lord can, can use us and we need to all be courageous. Have you not noticed that, um, at the cornerstone of that and throughout scripture, the Lord has always said, fear not, fear not, fear not. Uh, Mark four forty comes to mind. Why are you so afraid? Do you still not have faith? And that is a direct, um, uh, that is a direct result of of Jesus uh, resting in the boat when the winds and waves and, and tumult of the sea was about to swallow up uh, him and the disciples. And they were terrified. And why were they terrified? Because they were looking at the circumstances and they were building those up and they were real and they were scared. They weren't looking at their God. and And furthermore, um, and this is why the great Charles Stanley and many others have always said, uh, uh, keep a prayer journal um, of, of, I prayed for this on this day, and this is how the Lord came through. I prayed for this, and this is how the Lord came through. And, and, and fill a notebook, fill another notebook with, with um, these things. So when you are fearful, you are doubtful, and you're scared, and you need this courage that I'm speaking of, you look back. And you see, yeah, yeah, I remember I was terrified there and the Lord came through and I was really scared there and doubt and I doubted and the Lord just overcame that. Um, That's what Mark 440 is all about. He, um, He just asked the rhetorical question, you know, do you still have no faith? And he says that because these guys walked with him for a long time and they saw a lot of incredibly miraculous stuff in the face of just impossible uh, circumstances. And yet, even though they've seen that and we are facing some real seemingly impossible challenges in this country right now, um, the Lord basically through Mark four forty and many other verses is saying, I got this. I got this. I have not given up on you, America. I love you. And, uh, we have to be, um, we have to keep that in mind. We have to, um, we have to have faith, and as they say, uh, what is the opposite of fear? And it is faith. Um, Hebrews eleven one. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for, and certain of what we do not see. Um, Colossians two six and seven. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith, as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Um, if we're thankful, if we're faithful, many of these problems that we are facing as a culture in the United States of America, they don't simply go away, but they are much easier to deal with. They are much easier to tackle. They are not as overwhelming if we are steeped in Christ and, and thankfulness. Um, Ephesians 2.8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. Um, you know, we, we can't just sit in a dark prayer closet and clinch our fists a little tighter and say, yeah, I'm going to juice up some faith here. Faith comes from the most high God and God wants us to be faithful and not fearful. And, um, if you're wavering, if you look around this culture and you see that the wheels have absolutely come off of this thing, then you got to have more faith and you can't just juice that up yourself. You have to ask the most high God, give me some more faith in these crazy times. Um, So the opposite of of fear is faith. Um, First Corinthians 16, 13, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong. Um, the Lord wants us to be courageous. And I know there's individuals out there that like, look, man, that might that sound good for you on the radio. That may sound good for this person or that person. They are a person of import. They have a great job and they have a great calling. And I'm just a dot, dot, dot. But there are no small jobs or small tasks or small people out there. The Lord has gifted each and every human being in the face of the earth, and as it pertains to this discussion in the United States of America, to execute what the Lord wants us to execute. And uh, once we have given our life to the Lord, um, a great follow-up is, what do you want me to do with my life? How do I go out and uh, be a great ambassador of Christ? What is my calling as you mature in Christ and figure this whole thing out? And, um, I know, uh, not everyone is called to be on the radio, be on television, write books, um, whatever, be a politician, but, um, where you are, where you sit, whatever you do, um, wherever you find yourself today, um, God can work with you and he wants to work with you. And he, if you're looking at the television or talking to people and you say, you know, um, I'm not a smart person, but this thing ain't Right. America ain't what it used to be. And it's not just because I'm getting old. It really is off the rails. Um, take it to the Lord say, what do I do about that? God, what can I do? I'm just a little dot, dot, dot. And the Lord will give you that James one verse five wisdom. Um, And he will give you marching orders, if you will. And if you are willing to execute, you know, sometimes he asks us to do some things we might not be all that comfortable with, but, um, you know, we have to do it. Um, I, I did do these verses, um, I think last show or a couple of shows ago, but I will end the show with this because, um, you know, uh, scripture oftentimes bears repeating. We, we, we need to read something, uh, 20 times, 50 times, 100 times before it sinks in, or when we're uncomfortable or in trouble, we, we do need to do this. Psalm 46, 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and mountains fall into the heart of the sea, we're not going to be afraid, right? It, it's 2020, was a rough year. And, um, I hope and pray that 2021 rebounds well for this country and the individuals in this country. Um, but we cannot be afraid. Um, lastly here, we will go to, um, a, a, just a favorite verse of mine and many of you Proverbs three, five, and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Uh, That is a good way to end it, ladies and gentlemen, because if you love this country, if you feel that this country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles and you are wavering and what you see in the streets and what you see on the television or any of the other boxes you get your information from, your uh, computer, your phone, whatever, or, um, listen to sobering discussions from people out in the culture. And, and you just, it just, you're scratching your head. That is when that last verse really kicks in. Um, God's got this thing. He's got this thing. He's got this thing. Um, just trust in the Lord. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. This has been reshaping America. Kurt Flewelling until next week. Have a great day.